Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. One for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. All right, welcome back. Hour number two, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent, that commercial about the Yankee Farmers Market reminded me that our friends at NCMIC would like us to pass along as many farmers markets as we can. Indianola goes tomorrow as well. They open from 8 until noon. They're also open Wednesdays, but the Warren County Fairgrounds tomorrow in Indianola. And Global Green Shop Local, Eat Local, Global Green Farmers Market. Uh, they are 9 to 1, Lutheran Services of Des Moines Campus, which is at 3200 University Avenue in Des Moines. So yeah, a couple more. Really, really cool what uh, what they do there. A lot of refugees, yeah, a lot of refugees that, that have yeah. made their way over and, and a great way to give back and do it. Getting some great fruits and vegetables at the farmer's market with Global Greens. Absolutely. Thank you, Nick Mick, for making that possible. Let's get Bill Bender in here as we talk a little bit of college football and maybe some fantasy sports because lately, Trent, I know you have. Uh-huh. Be going to Bill Bender's site at yes. sportingnews.com. He's all over the fantasy football. How are you, Bill Bender? You're into that, huh? Well, I, that was how I broke in at Sporting News a long time ago. Now, I and didn't know that right. about you. Yeah, about from like 07 to 09. Uh, so, with a little less college football to write about, you know, sporting news have to dust those off. Uh, so, if you need fantasy sleeper receivers, quarterbacks, and what was the other one? Tight end. Tight end so far, yeah. Uh, and check out, I don't know if you guys have, Matt Latovsky is our fantasy editor, and you know, I work, he's a North Dakota boy. Easy. So, uh, you know, if you ever need any help from him, he, he's the boss of it. Well, you know what? We'll take you up on that as the season gets near because uh, Daily Fantasy Sports is here in Iowa. Does Ohio, I know you're from Ohio, you live in Ohio. Do, does Ohio have legalized sports wagering or no? I'm not sure. I don't think we so. We do not. That's my thought. We do not. Um, we have a couple casinos, um, but I don't think it's legal yet here. I mean, obviously our state's been kind of a hotbed this week because, you know, we're dealing with the fact that most people here, and I don't know what you guys are doing in Iowa. I, I, confess but uh they're letting high schools play on yeah. high school play football high state won't well, it's a really weird world we're living in yeah it's it's, it's weird here we've got uh, obviously iowa states will go uh high school football is a go uh but um Kinnick will not even turn the lights on or open up the doors, which is crazy to think. Uh, so, Bill, a lot of ground to cover with you let's get into uh since you started ohio state and iowa with the big 10 and the footprint Parents went over to Chicago today. Wasn't much of a turnout, and I understand after the commissioner finally put out his letter, uh, didn't clear up a lot of things, didn't solve a lot of issues that the parents still have. Apparently there's a bunch of Nebraska parents that have now um, 
uh, found a lawyer, lawyered up, if you will, and they they just want transparency. They want to know what was part of the decision, what was the vote. Was there ever a point, Bill, this week before Commissioner Warren put out the the uh, the memo as the you know we're not we're not entertaining playing this fall that you held out a glimmer that maybe cooler heads can prevail and maybe the Big Ten can save fall football or were you on the uh, side of you know it's just not going to happen? Uh, the real the real side was it wasn't going to happen because mm-hmm. then you're having people in tremendous positions of power admit they were wrong and how often does that happen in right. America? Not right. often. Right. So uh, yeah, I think they're siding with the medical professionals and that's hard to go against and emotion is obviously high. Turnout at that parent rally today wasn't very high from what I've read at least. I mean, it sounds like 30 to 40 parents were there um, and a lot of media were covering it. Um, it's hard though. It's hard to swallow and I think the biggest thing, I don't fault Randy Wade for leading that at all. Uh-huh. His son's a very good player at Ohio State. Had tremendous opportunity to show that talent, but I think the decision had already been made. Um, they have to deal with consequences, and those consequences are just, there's so many words I could use that I can't say on the air, but <laughs> it hurts. It really hurts me. I know it hurts you guys. Just knowing that there's other conferences that might play and there won't be Big Ten football, it really hurts. Yep, It does, Bill. Uh, Kevin Warren, if the Big Ten, ACC, SEC, if they pulled this off, even if there are cancellations, but they get through a season of college football, can he recover? Can he recover as the Big Ten commissioner, as the guy that canceled fall football? Well, I don't think they will forgive him in places like Iowa City and you know, Wisconsin, Madison, um, Columbus especially. And I think I've said this on your show. I apologize if I repeat, but you know, Ohio State lost the most because they had a team that I didn't see a loss on their schedule, uh, had a returning Heisman finalist, mm-hmm. had a team built for a national title run, and that's why they've been at the front of this loud voices against the decision. So, yeah, I, I get it. But if for Warren, it's going to be a tough sell if the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 have their 14th playoff and people in Columbus are sitting at home watching. That's going to be tough to sell. It's tough to sell for you guys, too. I mean, I didn't even think about that. Iowa State playing. Yep. Here in Ohio, we have eight FBS programs. Seven aren't playing. The only one that is is Cincinnati out of the American Athletic Conference. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be real. And you know what? It's the it's really going to hit home, Bill, on on September the 12th when, you know, the Big 12 is playing their non-conference games and and uh, Jack Trice Stadium. The, I don't know how many people are going to be in the building, how many people are going to be out tailgating outside of Jack Trice, but there's going to be football played, and it's going to hit home amongst the Big Ten fans. Yeah, it's a story now, no doubt about it, but I think there's another level uh, to this. So there's apparently going to be another level of Big Ten pack. Pac-12 play, potentially. Uh, do you think that was a distraction that will put that out there and get people to, you know, to, to maybe deflect and not see what's going on here, which is the cancellation of the fall season? We'll throw this uh, this uh, little nugget over here, kind of a look over here type of thing. What's the likelihood we play in some sort of winter-slash-spring football in those two Power Five conferences? I think it's hard to do. I like the plans. I do. I am intrigued. The indoor the stadiums? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And yep. there's plenty of them in the Midwest. Yeah, there are. You've got Ford Field and Miller Park. Could You could convert that maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lucas Oil, a couple others. St. Louis? Yeah, they got one too. Yep. Now, the 20-game thing over a season, over a year is what worries me, Ken. I think 
any plan you make for spring ball has to account for the fact that they're not going to shorten the 2021 season. you got to go in, expect to play 12 games. And I think once that number of competitive games gets over 20, that it's getting dicey for a student-athlete. I mean, the NFL season at max, one NFL team can't play more than 20 games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something to keep in mind. That's not counting preseason. Preseason doesn't really count in the NFL anyway. Right. That's D- a good point. The American is going to play, at least going to try to play. Mm-hmm. With two conferences out of here, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, is there a path for an undefeated American conference team without having the non-conference that you'd normally have to have to get into a four-team playoff? Any scenario at all, or is it going to be more than likely two SEC, Clemson, Oklahoma? Well, I think there's an opportunity, but they'd have to go perfect, and they'd have to, you know, they're not going to have a non-conference win to hang on. They're going to have to hope that, you know, some Big 12, if every Big 12, ACC, SEC contender outside of the champion loses two, and then the Ace, or the power AAC champion sitting there with no losses, maybe. Uh, I think one of the interesting dynamics of the three Power Five conferences playing in the fourteen playoff is you almost assume that the SEC is going to get two. But I keep telling people, what if uh, I got to map it out on a schedule? So don't tell anybody, don't <laughs> tell any of my peers. But what if LSU, Auburn, and Alabama all lose one? One of them goes on and wins the SEC championship. Would they let the other two in? Uh-huh. It's a possibility. So run that by, so LSU, Alabama, and Auburn all have one loss, and they beat each other. Yeah, somebody goes to the SEC championship mm-hmm. game and wins it, and the other two are sitting there with one loss. So they let those two teams in, or one of, or two of. I mean, it's on, it's a virtual certainty one of them would get in. Yep. Could the SEC have three of the four playoff teams? Well, what if we've the... talked about that when it's full go? <laughs> you know? so, and there's two fewer Power Five conferences. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a doomsday scenario, and that's something, again, I mean, the pain that I'm talking mm-hmm. about, that I feel for my friends and all the fans of the Big Ten, I think the biggest source of pain will be watching the SEC play. Yeah. Because that's the conference that Big Ten fans in general, and I think I'm speaking of big generality here, that they don't like the most. Am I off base in saying that? No, I, I think you're right on. Mm-hmm. Here it's a little different because you got Iowa State in the Big 12 and we get the, the infighting there. But across the, the whole landscape of the Big Ten, I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. You look at the SEC say, well, we have better at universities, we have better academics, we have better basketball. It's just this football problem that we have here. And yeah, you'd lead down that path. You'd see three or four teams in the playoff from the SEC. That would rankle a, so, a whole lot of teams, Bill. Yeah, it would. And, I mean, there's some geography to that, too, with the SEC and, and, you know, some north-south feel to it. But I've always said, as long as I've been around and as a Big Ten fan, bowl matchups between the Big Big Ten and SEC always have the most heat. That's why they have the Outback Bowl and the, Mm -hmm. what do they call it now, the Citrus Bowl or the Capital One Bowl, whatever. I mean, when you get the SEC and the Big Ten team on the same field, all of that heat kind of emanates from it. And, um that's going to be the biggest source of pain, especially in Columbus, if uh, an Alabama or an LSU holds up that trophy again. I want to uh, jump into the Big 12 with you. I saw a story from a kid here from the state of Iowa over in Council Bluffs, Max Duggan, the freshman starting quarterback a year ago for TCU. As they were going through COVID testing, they found a condition that he has. They haven't said exactly what it is, but something that he was perhaps born with. He's been going through practice, but it doesn't sound good for him. 
Gary Patterson's program feels like maybe it's taking some steps back. If they don't have Duggan, they're looking at starting a walk-on this year, playing all conference games, one non-conference game for TCU. Gary Patterson built that program, but how long of a leash does he have? Does he have another two, three, four years? What would it take for Gary Patterson to get in trouble at TCU? Um, another two, three bad seasons. I know there was some controversy mm-hmm. surrounding him around a racial slur yep. that we use, yep. and I'm not getting anywhere near touching that word. Yep. Um, so um, here's the thing, and then on the field, you talked about the biggest issue they've had is the quarterback play. It was pretty bad the last couple seasons mm-hmm. by their standards, and this is a program that had Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. Trevon Boykin, and a few others that have been pretty solid at the position. They do have a five-star running back in Zachary Evans mm-hmm. who had a long-winding recruitment. Um, Georgia, that, right? That, um, what's that? Georgia is yeah. where, yep, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, you got that time. He's the highest recruit they've ever had. Jeez. So there is some reason to believe that, but they, they need the quarterback. They need Duggan to be there. Uh, Bill Bender from the Sporting News is our guest. Bill, I've used your, uh, the, uh, as a resource, uh, you put the three Power Five uh, conferences, their schedule all on one page, the week by week, and it's been great uh, to have at the tip of our fingers. Uh, I've gone through every week, Bill, and I, I threw Rivalry Week out because the Thanksgiving weekend is going to be a blast, assuming we get to that point with, you know, with all of those good games and everything. Have you, did you identify one week that uh, might mean more to you than maybe the others? If so, what week would that be? Well, I, here I, I got that out list. I got to write this article. Yeah, I try to spot the best game each week, right? Yeah. You know, out of those Power Five conferences that are left, and it's not. You know, week one is very bad. So <laughs> if you call September twelfth, week one, the best you can do is Clemson at Wake Forest. Now, if you look at November seventh, uh, it could be some fun there with Clemson and Notre Dame and Florida mm-hmm. and Georgia. You know, one weekend you got Georgia and Alabama and LSU of Florida. But I think the lesson here kind of goes back to what I was just talking about a few minutes ago, if you look at the schedule and you kind of try to pinpoint that best game each week, best show in town's always in the SEC. <laughs> yeah. And that really perfect because I'm thinking that's a conference that produces the most top 10 showdowns. But last year, for example, they had all those big games, but you would have Penn State, Ohio State out there or uh, Iowa, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. something big in the Big Ten each week as well, and that's what's not there to counteract it. The only one I would throw out that might be October 10th, the Red River Shootout, Texas-Oklahoma, what are the SEC? Alabama, Ole Miss, that'll be a blowout. Auburn, Arkansas, Arkansas is going to Florida, Texas A&M is good. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, Georgia, I like that matchup. Mississippi State, Kentucky, yuck. Missouri's going to get blown out by LSU. That might be the only one, Bill, October the 10th, but then there's that Florida-Texas A&M game to maybe balance the scales a little bit. There is, and obviously it's it's one of those things where it, it, the Big Twelve will have a couple big games in there as well. Mm-hmm. But it, it's mostly it's mo- you're right. Games. Yeah, and then whenever Notre Dame out of the ACC, and that boy Notre Dame's got some issues with yeah, COVID see. right now. Um, that they have a couple big ticket games with the ACC teams, but I, that's the biggest concern, guys. Is this yeah. the whether it's Notre Dame or some other ACC campuses? You can't legislate college student behavior Mm -mm. like you can a student athlete. And that's a real big problem within the the 
whole bubble mentality right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 12th of September, Tulsa, who's just back practicing Oklahoma State. The Raging Cajuns coming to Ames might yes. be as good as anything. Yeah. You know what? On September. Boy, I didn't realize, Bill, you're right. That's not the shiniest week of college. Yes, it will be because it'll be the first week of college Fox football. Fox National game, Raging Cajuns, Cyclones. I'm all in. Good <laughs> you might get that. that may, it, it really is a little light on. Um, That's a good point. Depth, I yep. guess, or substance. But, you know, like you said, we'll be sitting around watching football. I believe the weird part is it's going off the same weekend as the NFL. Yeah, so, it is. Uh, it's just, yeah, at least we would have football at that point. Uh, I can live with that. Bill, we'll get you out on this. Uh, speaking of television, college game day, the pomp and circumstance, mm. just the pageantry of college football, I think, what makes it so unique and so great. And we're obviously going to be missing that even if we do get college football in some capacity without pack stands and everything else. What about college game day? The ESPN show going on the road, people packed in together. What are they going to do? Have you heard anything at all, any speculation what Herb Street and company are going to be up to this fall? No, we're going to have to find out. It's a good question. I mean, without the tailgating, without the mass gatherings and and all the COVID concerns, I it's a valid question. That's another one of the traditions that may go by the wayside. Now, I've watched some NHL playoff hockey. I haven't watched as much of the NBA playoffs yet. Um, but, yeah, I'm watching the Blue Jackets play. And I love watching them. Yep. But it was fun watching mm-hmm. hockey, and I, I kind of trained myself not to watch the stands anyway. I guess it's just that emotion that you're going to mm-hmm. be missing, whether it's the NFL or college football. It will, Trent, you got a point, though, because I think with football it kind of – resonates a little more than the rest, and that's going to be tough to not watch. Mm. You know what else was tough? Trying to be a beat reporter of the Columbus Blue Jackets when John Tortorella's team gets beat. One-word answers. <laughs> I leave the press conference after two questions. I mean, he's a great coach, don't get me wrong, but, boys, he, he makes our or your job, Bill, if indeed you were well, following tough. Well, I covered a, one of his press conferences during the Boston series last year, and I got two questions in without getting – my head ripped off, and and I Jeff Sabota covers the Blue Jackets. He does a fantastic job, and I kind of winked at him like, "Hey, I can do this," and he was like, "Give it a couple more games." Yeah, newbie. Right. <laughs> hey, Bill, great stuff. Thank you, pal. Uh, SportingNews.com. If you want to, the the week by week football schedule, it's a great resource. Likewise, Bill is all over the fantasy sports as well in the NFL. Bill, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Hey, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Bill Bender. Uh, from the sporting news. That's a good question. You know what? Remind yourself mm-hmm. to ask Zubin that on Tuesday. Oh, yes. Game day. He, he I mean, I don't know somebody. if you'll know or not. but You know what else we're due for? We're due uh, for a conversation with John Orand. We haven't had one of Boy, those in got, a while. He got yes, ripped he the other day. He had Kevin Warren and threw softballs. Yes, he did. It was, And he's a Maryland grad. Yes. I was, I was surprised by that, so too, because I. we've known John now for a number of uh-huh. years and enjoyed our conversations. He's not that kind of guy. You have to figure pre-approved questions. I don't know. And then why would you take it if it was pre-approved, though? Yeah. Uh, we got to get to Kenny White Sports. Before we do that, uh, KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword HOME to 200-200. Right now, it's your chance to win $1,000. HOME to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, sports wagerers. One of our best resources we have on our airwaves on our show. Kenny White. KennyWhiteSports.com. He's next. Miller and Cond until noon. Des Moines Sports Station. 1460. KXNO and one of them.
Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Condon, about 11.30, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. As promised, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Uh, he's been setting the line and did set the line to some of the biggest properties in Las Vegas for a long, long time. And he's here with us, KennyWhiteSports.com. He's got a whole bunch going on with the NFL and college football. And you got to be pulling what uh, your hair out, Kenny White, trying to, with all these changes... <laughs> Schedule changes, conferences not playing football. Uh, lot of, is there enough hours in the day? I guess. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, laughing, guys. Thanks for having me on the uh, college football. You know, it, it has 2020 has been a challenge for everyone in every way, and it, it will continue to be. And uh, I'm on my second edition of the magazine now. <laughs> uh, almost finished. Uh, actually, you know, I just got a couple of touches to finish up. I had to change up every conference page because uh, there's players that are sitting out um, every team page and um, down to 77 teams right now who I think are going to play Air Force is my 77th team because I think they're going to play Army and Air Force or uh, Army and Navy so they'll only play two games um, I guess they'll play a you know a spring schedule hopefully this should be interesting though you know if we can pull this off and have a fall season with these 77 teams, and then a spring season with 53 teams, how much fun is that going to be? <laughs> well, I, I'd love to see it. I, I hope we see it. It's too bad they're not all going to be in the fall, obviously. Uh, but uh, if we do get to that point, uh, yeah, bring it on. So, Kenny, if, from a better's perspective, with the 77 teams are playing, I don't know if there's an answer to this question yet, but would you think that the betters or the books will have an edge because things have changed up so much with guys sitting out? You really have to do your homework in this. I would... That would be my assumption, but is it? I mean, what would you recommend? Just dip your toe in, uh, see how it goes the first couple of weeks, or jump in with both feet. How would you handle it? <laughs> I'm. Whenever you say the word change, I'm jumping in with both feet because that's that's where where the betters can make money. When anything changes and is different, okay, uh, it's good for the betters. When everything stays consistently the same, like hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs. They have to adjust the line a point, a half a point here or there. So there's there's very small adjustments when things stay the same, as in the NFL, week in and week out, 32 teams, and 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 you know the information and it's there. That's that's where the the bookmakers open up their limits and say you can bet as much as you want. But on a sport like college football this year, with so much unknown. There's going to be lower limits, but it's going to be better for the betters just because this, you know, if you follow the information, you're going to be able to get on the right side of games. You're going to know who's ready, who's not. And it's, and it's all this, it's so different this year than any other year. There was no spring football. Some teams did have spring football. So in my magazine, actually, every team, it says on the top left-hand corner, you'll see how many spring practices they had. Some had 15. Some at zero. That's going to be a big advantage for those clubs that at 15 and then getting ready for this season. Uh, you know, it, 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 every coach is going to be different. I think coaches with experience are going to be one of the coaches that you rely on in the first couple of weeks when the season starts. 
So, Kenny, good to talk to you again. Uh, so many different ways to go with this. As you look at college football, uh, home field advantage can be so much different in the college game in comparison to the pro game, yet some stadiums won't have anybody in. Some will have 20% capacity, and some are still even talking about having 50% or even more than that. Take us through as you decipher what home field advantage is going to mean in the college game. Is it a percentage, depending on the percentage of people there? That's a great question. How do you play this out? Because that's got to be one of the most difficult things you're going through right now. That is a great question, and you're right. Uh, I I did a little uh, home field advantage thing for uh, John Brackus, who does the uh, ESPN Sports Science, probably about 15 years ago now when I was uh, running Las Vegas Sports Consultants. And uh, he had me come to L.A. to to film one of his segments, and uh, I I got to study home field like I've never studied it before. And in my findings, it was amazing that it it, it is crowd noise that is the home field advantage. Uh, You know, travel's a different thing, and and maybe high elevation could be a a factor for some home fields. And, you know, if you're playing in Denver, uh, that's definitely a factor um, when you're playing on the road. But uh, it's the crowd the crowd level, their noise, which uh, really dictates the officials and them calling flags, playing them one way or another to, to, to make a call here or there for the home team or to make a call against the away team. Um, that's, that is the biggest part of the advantage for, for home teams, and we're seeing it kind of in the bubble right now for the NBA and NHL with no fans that there there are upsets, and it's, it's you know, it's it's – it gives the visitor a chance, much bigger chance, to stay in a game and be in the game because there's not those big, huge momentum swings. So we're going to have to we're going to have to do it on a percentage basis. In my magazine, I put uh, um, half of their normal home field because these are college kids and they do have to travel, they do have to get an airplane, do have to go to a hotel and play in a new place. Mm-hmm. So. Um, there, there is going to be a small edge for the home teams, but very, very small. I think the biggest I have maybe is like three, three and a half points wow. right now. But the majority home field in college football this year will be about one, one and a half points. Interesting. So let's do that with the NFL. Yeah. And you mentioned Denver. I mean, Seattle's one of the best home field advantages because of that noise. It's the pros that get it. Uh, Arrowhead, I would have to think Lambeau. Certainly uh, the Superdome uh, in New Orleans can get very loud. But if they're all the same this year, might the mile-high altitude, uh, might that be? might Denver be as big a home field advantage as any this year? Yeah, with with no fans for NFL teams, and these are professionals, they know how to travel, um, I'm giving zero for home advantage for everyone except Denver. I'll give one point for them, um, maybe one and a half. We'll see how it goes if they win their first couple of uh, home games. Um, that altitude, they may be in just a little bit better shape than their opponents. So everyone will be a zero. The San Diego, the, the San Diego, the LA Chargers will benefit the most from this because they had a zero home match <laughs> already from from, you know, from the first couple of years in LA. Wow, that's wild and uh, absolutely incredible the way this season is going to play out. Uh, we were talking yesterday here on our program a lot about some NFL futures. What about future betting in the pro market? But you can take the college, too. They've had to adjust the Heisman Trophy odds because you're taking two major conferences away. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing right now as it pertains to futures? You know, I, to be honest with you, I have not really looked at futures a lot. Because the one thing, and I'm, I'm not a big future player, depends on 
how much time I have. And I say I'm not a big future player because most of the future markets, there's such a big takeout. And I'm saying mm. a takeout, there's a theoretical hold built in for the bookmakers. So they're, they're, they're anywhere from 20 for the generous books that really give you good, a few, good future odds to as high as I've seen 50% takeout in some of the joints in, in Nevada that Jeez. you know are just completely taking advantage of the customers. So when I when I'd rather look at a bet that, you know, has a four and a half point whole percentage of straight bets. So I'm focusing my time more on the magazine and each individual team, trying to find out as much information as I can with, with injuries, players that are not playing because of COVID-19, they're sitting out the season. There's a list of over 50 players right now, but some of those guys are in the Pac-10 or Pac-12, the Big Ten, the, the MAC, and, and, and uh, Mountain West, but that, that's the information I'm trying to find in game in and game out. So I, honestly, I haven't looked at the futures a whole lot. And again, I really do think talent will play out with no fans in the stands more than it won't. And when I say that, I just think about two days ago, that the best, two best teams in the NBA just lost with no fans in the stands. Right. The Bucks lose to Orlando and the Lakers lose to Portland. Both teams did bounce back yesterday, and they'll probably end up winning their series. But I, I do think the better team ends up winning out more of these games than not with no fans in the stands. Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. Kenny, I have two more questions for you. Is there an NFL team that's... Um that's not getting the respect that you think that they should be at this point from the homework that you have done. Is there someone kind of, you know, from where you, cause you're hearing about all these other buzz teams, but they're not talking about this team. If there is, who is that team? Well, the one team I have rated the highest is the saints. And I, and maybe they're not as getting as much buzz as they should because Tampa and Tom Brady. So that's, that's a team I think is going to be very, very good this year. Dallas Cowboys, I think are another extremely strong football team. Um, and, uh, you know what, the, the, the New England Patriots still have a shot. Um, if Cam Newton has a good year, the Patriots are going to be right there banging on the door to get to another Super Bowl. They're just too well coached. Um, Belichick does a great job with his personnel and he knows the players need to win. If he gets Cam Newton on the same page, Cam Newton could be better than Tom Brady right now. So that would boost the Patriots up. Uh, last thing for you. Do you anticipate that you will be, more of a help to your clients in the NFL or college football, considering all the circumstances uh, that have gone on this year? Will you make your clients more money in college or NFL? Any idea? Yeah, I would love love to have a 1,000 customers for the NFL, but to be honest with you, it will be college football by far. I mean, it will be every year. It doesn't matter this year or not. Okay, yep. there's, a big, there's a bigger advantage in, in betting college football. And, and again, I always tell people, you know what, it's common sense. When you go to the betting window and you ask the clerk, how much can I bet on the NFL game? And he says, you can have 50000 And you say, how much can I bet on the college football game? And he says, well, which one you want to bet? Because if you want to bet one of the big Power Five conferences, we'll give you 10000 But if you want to bet on one of the smaller conferences, Sunbelt, uh, you can have five thousand on that conference. So mm-hmm. why are they taking fifty thousand mm-hmm. on the NFL, but five thousand on the Sun Belt? They they don't win. They don't. They're not winning money on the Sun Belt. They're breaking even in basically those smaller conferences. So um, just like I always talk about totals, when you go up to bet the NFL to bet that side, they'll give you fifty thousand on the side. How much on the total? We'll give you ten thousand on the total. Why? Because the bottom line is over the last thirty forty years. They break even to totals, so you, you have to look for the smaller conferences and the smaller uh, and, and and you know uh, zero in on totals because 
those are the problem areas that sports books have, and they tell you exactly by how much their limits interesting. are. Interesting. Uh, KennyWhiteSports.com, the magazine coming up, the power rankings. Uh, last year, Kenny, I'm assuming it's the same. If you join today on, on August the 21st, 2020, you get through August the 19th of 2021. You doing it the same way in a yearly basis? Yeah, we're we're working on the the website right now. Um, again, a lot of, lot of changes, and I've had a couple of different developers. But uh, yeah, there there will be a uh, updated uh, version for anyone who uh, is in. Anybody who had last year will be getting an updated version of the records, uh, the power ratings for the starting season as well. So I'll keep you guys updated on that. And if you guys will shoot me a text after this. Send me an address, and I'll mail you guys out a magazine as soon as I get one early next week. Oh, okay. Yes, in. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kenny, great to talk to you. Look forward to doing this a whole Thanks, bunch guys. of times during the season, okay? You got it. You got it. Thank Ken- you. Have a great weekend. You're the same. KennyWhiteSports.com. KennyWhiteSports.com. He taught me. It's pretty good. Yeah, he did. He taught me. Um, I, I love those point spread conversations, home field advantage mm-hmm. conversations. We've had the NFL. He's just throwing it up. It's a great point. You know, I never thought of that, right? Yeah. Why are they, well, they let you bet as much as you want on this, but they, well, <laughs> you've got an edge on them when they're cutting your limits to the way they are. We want to do this. Kind of a good segue, right? Yes. Stay on that uh, sports gambling. We're going to give you uh, some games, some props. We've got the same tiebreaker this week as we did last week. That'll be George Niang and Monte Morris's points combined. They play each other today. Now, for reference point, they played, what's today, Friday? They played on Wednesday, and they combined for 17 okay. in Wednesday's game. Yang did not play well. No, I think he was one for seven. Didn't play well in the first two games. Better in the first than he was in the second, but he played 21 minutes. He did. He did play 21 minutes. I like that series. And then the nightcap tonight. What Clip- is the, oh, it's the, is it the Clippers? Clippers, Mavs. Luca is so fun. He's unbelievable. The phone lines have been unbusied. So if you've been getting a busy signal, we did that on purpose. They're not busy any longer. 284-5966. 284-5966. Claxon's Barbecue to give away next. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.9. for details. Miller and Condon, welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway, Claxon's in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, in business for over 20 years. Online, you can find them at claxonbbq.com. We'll give whoever gets the most right a $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets 25 Before we do that, Trent, whoever your source was that uh, told you that there's going to be an announcement at Iowa today regarding dropping sports, Keep that source handy. By the sounds of things, you just retweeted it. Iowa will drop men's and women's swimming, men's gymnastics, and men's tennis uh, at the end of the school year. Salaries and scholarships will be honored through graduation. Well done. Uh, Press conference today at 1230. So... Uh, your source was right, but uh, now that we do know some sports, men's and women's swimming, gymnastics, and men's tennis. This is according to Dear Old Gold, who has a check mark. Verified. Verified on Twitter, what I mean. So, um, a press conference at 1230. We'll see. Uh, let's get to uh, Ray, Eddie, Steve, and Dan in that order. 
Uh, Ray is up first. Ray, welcome to Miller and Condon as we try to give you some Claxons barbecue. How was your week, Ray? Uh, so far, so good. That a boy. All right, the White Sox and the Cubs are playing three this weekend at Wrigley Field. Who will win the series? Uh, White Sox. White Sox, okay. The St. Louis Blues are in a must-win. They're down 3-2 in their series with Vancouver. Do they win tonight and force Game 7? No. Denver Nuggets are a point-and-a-half favorite over Utah today. Uh, Denver. Denver. Lakers are giving 7-and-a-half to Portland tomorrow. Oh. Lakers. Uh, and the total points tiebreaker, closest without going over, Monte Morris, George Niang will combine to score how many points today, closest without going over, Ray? I'm going to say 35. How many? 35. 35. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate it. Tad high. Going big. Going I big. Need uh, Niang to hit those open threes. He does. He had a lot of licks the other yes, day. Yes, he did. Eddie's next. Hey, Eddie. Hey. Uh, White Sox-Cubs, who's going to win this series? White Sox. Do the Blues force Game 7 tonight against Vancouver? Yes. Nuggets point and a half favored over Utah. Who are you going to take? Denver. Lakers are giving 7.5 to Portland tomorrow. Portland. Uh, Monte Morris, George Niang combined to score how many points today? Closest without going over. 17. Eddie, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Steve is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Steve. Guys. White Sox Cubs, who's going to win this series? Uh, the Cubs. <laughs> Grudgingly. <laughs> yes. uh, Blues, did they force game seven tonight, Steve? Yeah. Nuggets, a point and a half favored over Utah. Take Utah. And the point and a half that comes with them. Lakers giving seven and a half to Portland. Lakers. And Monte Morris, George Niang combined to score how many points closest without going over? 22. 22. Steve, have a good weekend. You too, guys. Thanks. Thank you. And Dan brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hey, Dan. Hello. White Sox, Cubs. Who do you want? Cubbies, baby. Cubbies, baby. Blues tonight. Do they force game seven? Yes, sir. Nuggets, point and a half over Utah. Denver. Lakers, seven and a half over the Trailblazers. Blazers. And Morris Niang, how many points closest without going over? 18. 18. Dan, have a good weekend. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, that's going to do it for Claxons. Appreciate their support as they hang with us here, Trent Condon. Mm-hmm. You like one of those better than the others? You're nothing but a Denver fan. <laughs> that's my uh, I love Utah. I really like Utah. Today I, you do? I, I thought they should have won game one. They mm-hmm. dominated game two. I think they're the better team, and uh, I'm going to grab them on the money line and get the plus 105 that comes along with it. Right. That's probably the one I like the best. You got a I feeling? might take the points in the Portland game. Yeah, seven and a half seems uh-huh. hefty. Does Anthony Davis do what he did last night? And if he does, I will lose. Right. <laughs> but I don't know if he does it back to Who do you like White Sox-Cubs this weekend? Well, today it's Keuchel versus uh, Keuchel-Lester. Yeah. Tomorrow's Hendricks-Cease. Um, and Sunday's, what's the pitching matchup Sunday? I don't remember. I don't recall. Giolito pitched yesterday. By the way, did you see that yesterday? Giolito was unhittable. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he struck out nine. Now they were Tigers, but still. Uh, change for the White Sox. They're going Geo on Saturday against Hendricks. Okay. And then Cease will take the bump against Darvish. Sunday boy, pitching matchup-wise. I, I, I like I the favor Cubs. the Cubs. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, the way the White Sox have been hitting the ball? Ooh.
Yeah. They're swinging the sticks. They really are. We'll see if, uh, is Chris Bryant even going to play this weekend? Man. He's off yesterday. What did they rest him? I think a couple of guys. He'll play at some point. You would think this weekend he's struggling. Baez is struggling. Starting pitching's been unbelievable. And Craig Kimball looked like the closer. Yes, he did. uh, The other night. All right. Murph and Andy coming your way today. By the way, before we do that, you have a fun time tonight. One more time, the event is... Uh, 7 o'clock is when, uh, about 7.30, I guess, is when we're going to get started with the event. It's a Shot in the Dark, the 33rd annual event. You can still buy tickets. They still have some tea times available. Just go to preventblindness.com is where you can find it, the Iowa chapter. And uh, you can still sign up. You can still sponsor. You can still add to this great event to help uh, blindness across the state of Iowa. It's out at Willow Creek. so And you play in the dark. And you play in the dark with glow and ball dark. It's a fun, fun time out there. And you can hang out with myself, Emery, Sean Roberts, and Andrew Downs. We'll be all out there with KXNO tonight. Well, put plenty of pictures up on the Twitter account. Yes. You guys have fun and represent the station. Well, I know that you will. Murph and Andy do. Uh, they'll be in at 2. Fanatics at 4. Speaking of Emery and Sean... They'll be up early and on the air tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, Saturday morning pregame. Then Monday will be here, sadly, before we know it. But the good news is the morning rush will get your day off on the right foot. They start at 6. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon. Thanks for being with us on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. See ya.